Hey, everybody, you've checked into Employment Notebook here on localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm your host, Tim Muma. Now, on Employment Notebook, we look to examine the varying factors that may affect your performance and production in the workplace. Today, we're talking about the subject of employees speaking up, things like voicing their opinions, adding some value to the company. It sounds simple. Sometimes a company's culture doesn't quite allow it to be done so easily. Now, joining us to discuss this is Crystal Spragans. Crystal is an experienced human resources professional in Pennsylvania, and she'll look to educate us a bit on this subject. Crystal, thanks for coming on today. Thank you, Tim. I'm happy to be here. Of course, uh, glad to have you on. Give us some insight here in this uh, this area. Before we jump into the subject matter, I'd like to give our guests the opportunity to tell our listeners a little bit about themselves, their professional experience. If you would, fill us in a little bit. Sure. Um, as you said, I'm an HR professional. I've been an HR professional for the past 15 years. The last 10 of those I've been certified. Thus far in my career, I focused on helping smaller to mid-sized companies develop their HR functions with the uh, goal, of course, of improving their uh, overall function. Mm -hmm. I'm what's known in the industry as a generalist, which means that I've done a little bit of everything or a lot of everything um, in some cases. And I should also say that before I got into human resources, I was an editor for 10 years but not just an editor, also a very uh, interested observer of the workplace. I've always been fascinated by workplace dynamics and workplace relationships. I remember coming into the workforce out of college and being astounded, Tim, astounded. um, (sighs) The first time I caught my manager in a lie, I could not believe that people lied at work. Wow. So so were you you naive, you think, or just too trusting? I don't know. I just didn't understand how important work is to so many people. Hmm. I mean, I, I, I love working, but there's something about that environment. There's a certain type of energy or dynamic that happens in work that doesn't happen in other environments that is just really of interest to me. Well, and that's definitely, I think, something we're sort of examining here. You talk about culture, you talk about environment, uh, maybe what the the sort of the setup is in, in a workplace. So this discussion, you, you did write about uh, the idea of employees speaking up at work. And as we mentioned, maybe it might be giving opinions in a meeting, wanting to try something a different way than, than your boss might be interested in. Uh, from your experience, is this open type of discussion welcomed in a typical workplace? Is it not? What's your, your overall take on that? Well, my experience, which may be biased, is that it is not very welcomed. Hmm. And that manifests itself two ways. It could be that it's not welcomed and that there's an immediate reaction to certain employees speaking up about certain things, an immediate negative reaction. Or it could be that management actually says that it welcomes input from employees, but then it never really takes it in. So people give opinions, but nothing ever changes. Right. Both of those cases, I would say, speaking up is not supported within those workplaces. Is this something you think that's become more of an issue? Has it declined in being a problem? What would you say has been the evolution in the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years? Yeah. You know, I was thinking about this earlier today. I, I'm not sure. I do have an opinion about a couple of things that have occurred in the workplace that could make it seem like it's uh, um, more of an issue, or maybe it is actually more of an issue. But for one thing, you have you know a lot more service industry hmm. in the last 
20 years than you had prior to that, which means you have more white-collar professionals, okay. more middle managers. And as one of my uh, best bosses once pointed out to me, you know, managing a manager is different than managing a non-manager. Managers have certain expectations about offering an opinion and how that should be received versus someone who's not in a managerial position. Right. So I think more service, you know, more service orientation, more uh, white-collar professionals has brought uh, more to the fore this idea of being heard. The other thing that I think is an issue, um, which may be a bit of a stereotype, is, but nevertheless, I think that there's some validity to it, a lot of the millennials coming into the workplace, and I'm certainly not the first person to point out that millennials have been taught since they could speak that what they had to say is important. Right. <laughs> and now they're in the workplace, and they expect that what they have to say is important, and yet they don't always get the response that they're expecting. So uh, I, it seems to me that it's more of an issue based on what I've read and the people I talk to. But then social media has just brought so many things out in the open, and it has allowed people to communicate and share ideas in ways that couldn't before. So maybe people are just talking about it a lot more. I'm, I'm not sure. That's a fair point, and the idea of, of perspective and just how popular that topic is. Also, you brought up the millennial side of things, as you mentioned. It's You're not the only one to bring up those types of ideas and uh, you know the thought sharing and having a voice. Uh, at the same time, it does seem like you you do feel it has benefits to allow that sort of open forum discussion. If if you had uh, you know employers, managers listening to you right now, what, what would you point to as being the beneficial side of allowing the employees to truly have a voice, not necessarily making every decision, but being able to comfortably uh, you know give their thoughts? Right. So um, I would say that the benefit um, is definitely that it's input that's needed, that's valued, uh, has value. Even the simplest business, it seems, has become more complex. Mm -hmm. And with complexity comes more complex problems, more complex solutions that are needed. And you need more intelligence. You need more input. You need more opinions. You need more viewpoints, more vision than the leadership may have. And it has nothing to do with how skilled or bright your management team is. The fact of the matter is no one has a perfect viewpoint. So when employers allow their employees to provide input into business decisions, they're really doing themselves a favor by getting information that they may not otherwise have. So let's uh, let, let's try to get you in a little bit of trouble here if we can. Um, when it comes down to uh, managers maybe being leery of, of allowing a voice, so to speak, does it come down to a lot of times ego? Is it a trust thing? Is What would you point to as being sort of that, that disconnect? Why, why they don't want that or why they fear that or why it's just not encouraged as much as you know, possibly it should be? Well, I think it varies from person to person. Definitely for some, I believe it's an ego issue. I know everything or I should know everything. I'm going to pretend I know everything even if I don't <laughs> because that, that's important to me for some reason. Um, for some, it is a lack of trust. I don't think that person um, knows what she's talking about or that person's always complaining. Along that line, some of it has to do with likability. Hmm. I don't like that person, so sure. I'm not going to listen to that person. Some of it has to do with a lack of skill, not knowing how to listen 
to people uh, or not or having a lack of empathy or having a lack of focus or a lack of discipline, which so many managers have. So there are various reasons. Um, and then a lot of it has, sometimes it just has to do with, again, sort of related to the ego issue is this control. We will control how things are done. Right. And you will not, employee. We know best, especially in um, paternalistic cultures where decision-making is, you know, resides solely with a few individuals as well as any input that would be given into those um, decision-making. Mm-hmm. So then aside from, you know, not sharing ideas or you know, not having this broader perspective that would come from opening up these thoughts, what other issues do you see occurring if employees do feel stifled or they, they are unsure, uncomfortable, um, just having a voice as we've been talking about? What are, what are some of the downsides of, of that environment that could be created? Right. So we talked about what the employer loses out on. On the employee side, just as you said, employees feel stifled. They feel muzzled. They feel invisible. They feel um, that they're not valued. They feel like, you know, no one thinks they have anything important to say. You know what? It makes work boring, too, (laughs) sometimes. And people tend to get disengaged Mm. when they can't use their brains, their experience, their knowledge to really make an impact on the workplace. It's not a good thing on either side, I don't think. And then depending on why it's happening, it could be even, you know, a a greater problem. Well, let's, I mean, let's get down to sort of, I don't want to say fixing it, but maybe trying to help the employers out there, help the managers who say, you know, you're right. I I want to be this way. I want it to be open. I want my employees to, to feel good about what they're doing here. What are some ways that an employer can help create that culture, have employees feel positive and safe to really express themselves? Well, depending on how deep the issue is or how long the current uh, culture has been in effect, I would say that the the leadership could try and do some things on its own, or it might want to hire a consultant to come in Mm. and read the temperature and offer some suggestions. There are both interpersonal reasons why the sharing isn't occurring, as well as structural issues. So, for example, it may be that employees don't feel safe, as we've talked about, or they feel like, yeah, I can offer an opinion, but no one's really listening, so what's the point? Sure. Or it may be that there is simply no forum in which employees can express themselves. Like, employees would be happy to provide input if only someone would ask the question. Mm -hmm. So if someone would offer a survey, if there was a place where people could exchange ideas, I mean, for example, I worked uh, with an organization that where the managers never met. There was no such thing as a managerial meeting okay. for whatever reason. <laughs> and it was astounding to me because as much as people complain about, oh my gosh, another meeting, when you take some time for managers to sit down half an hour a month, or whatever it may be, or once a week for 15 minutes even, managers have a chance to exchange ideas, exchange problem solving, um, discuss similar issues, learn from each other, network in the sense of the team building. So in the absence of that, you know, you lose a lot. And within this organization, no one had ever set up these types of meetings. So when I came in, I said, you know what, I think there should be some time that we sit down and talk with each other. That's just a purely 
structural issues. Right. We set up the meetings and some people started sharing. It wasn't necessarily cultural, hmm. right? So if an employer wants to change the culture, then he has to be serious about it to begin with because employees are going to be suspicious if it's, as I said, if it's been a long time um, this way. So an employer is going to have to work hard to develop that, that trust to make it safe for employees to talk, and the employer may need some help with that because, after all, if the employer could have done it, the employer probably would have done it. Sure. But I, I think it's entirely possible to do. It's entirely possible to change the culture. It's entirely possible to develop structure that facilitates sharing of information. And if it has nothing to do with the culture, nothing to do with the function, if it's just the individual employee being shy or nervous or scared that she's going to sound stupid or feel, you know, lacking confidence and think she has nothing to say, then um, what management can do is coach that employee through those issues so that she will begin talking. Mm-hmm. Now, are there certain areas, though, that, you know, maybe should be solely to the discretion of management? Uh, you know, obviously you can share ideas, but uh, are there some areas of, of the business or the company that would still be maybe off limits or something that um, isn't openly expressed among, you know, the general employees, so to speak? Right. Well, earlier you made a distinction between input and decision making. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a very good distinction to make. I mean, the fact is that there are certain decisions that have to be made in an organization. They have to be made by certain people. Those people have the authority and and the expertise and the responsibility. No one else should make those decisions for those people. But I am of the opinion that there's never too much input. Sure. There's only uh, a lack of skill in filtering or managing the input. So let's talk about hiring, for example. I think that, you know, you should not hire by committee. That, to me, is just, I'll just say it flat out, stupid. (laughs) When you have, for most organizations, I've seen, you know, where candidates come in and they're introduced to 20 people within the organization. Mm -hmm. And then one person doesn't like the candidate and the candidate doesn't get hired. Right. The person may not even be a key decision maker. I think that's ridiculous. If you introduce your candidate to 20 people... Somebody's not going to like him. Odds are. That is not the way to hire. (laughs) You can get input, but only a couple people, or maybe three, need to be involved in who actually gets hired. Same thing with promotion decisions. I think, again, it behooves leadership to have its ear to the ground, if you will, about who gets promoted. I I remember working within an organization early in my career. A woman was promoted. It was announced at a meeting in a conference room. When it was announced that she was being promoted, Tim, you could have heard the proverbial pin drop <laughs> because everyone in the room, I believe, was thinking, I know I was, right. oh, my God, she's uh, horrible. I yeah. can't believe they're doing this. So management needs to be attuned to that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, certain people are responsible for certain decisions, and that's where it needs to stay. Sure. So hiring, firing, again, promotions certain strategic decisions that senior leadership makes about where the company is going. Again, I think you can get input into all of these, but decision-making needs to stay where it needs to stay. Right. 
Now, earlier you also talked about, you know, it's not all on the employer that it does come down to individuals and perhaps they're not putting themselves out there. Or they have some, you know, fear or whatever you want to, however you want to phrase it. What advice would you give to those employees who want to be more open about their thoughts? Um, you know, something that would be helpful to them, be tactful, be successful, uh, you know, ways they can speak and, and act that would put themselves out there in a way that could be beneficial both for themselves and the company. So this is the employee who's saying, maybe has a light bulb moment and says, I don't know what I'm so afraid of. Mm-hmm. I should just offer my opinion. Or maybe that person is in a meeting right. and her coworker offers an opinion that's well received. And she says, shoot, I was going <laughs> to say that. If only this person really wants to be more open. To that person, I would say a couple of things. I would say, try it. Just try it. Take a risk and offer an opinion and see what happens. Not everything that comes out of your mouth, I would say to this employee, is going to be golden. Mm -hmm. But listen to your coworkers. Everything that comes out of their mouths is not golden either. Some of it is dumb. (laughs) But you still can respect that person. You still like that person. You can still work with that person. It doesn't matter that the person may have said something that you thought was stupid. It's okay. It's okay to say stupid stuff every once in a while. The world will keep on spinning. So try it. The other thing that I would say to that person is find a mentor Hmm. or a coach whose communication style you admire and ask that person, how do you do it? I've done this many times in my career because my communication style is direct by and large. I am a plain speaker. That's my preferred communication style. Sometimes I have to approach someone, and I know that that is not going to fly. That person is not going to appreciate my plain speak. I'll go to someone else, a friend. I have a friend. I said she should work for the UN, except I think she's, you know, that they're not quite good enough for her. (laughs) She has a very diplomatic way of speaking. I'll say to her, her name is Patty. Patty, this is what I want to say but I'm not sure how to say it. Mm -hmm. And then she gives me some advice. So, you know, take a risk, find a coach, practice. And then as you sort of alluded to when you asked me the question, be strategic about it. Know that there's a a time and a place for everything. You know, know that um, if your boss is really busy, this is not the time to talk to him. Know that um, if what you're going to say could potentially show someone else in a poor light, You know, so for example, maybe we're sharing ideas in a room um, and what you have to say, you're going to be criticizing some other manager. You want to think carefully about that Mm -hmm. before you do it. So just be intelligent about it. But again, I can't stress enough. Try it. See what happens. The world will not end. Well, Crystal, we definitely appreciate some of the insights you've given us today. And we're getting a little low on time, so I just want to give you the opportunity sort of to wrap things up, wrap up what we've talked about here, what sort of final message would you want to put out there regarding this topic, no matter where you want to go with it, but just something as a nice takeaway for our listeners? Right. Uh, I think that it is, um, I'm not a psychologist, yet I still feel comfortable saying that most human beings appreciate being heard. They appreciate being able to offer an opinion. They appreciate having someone listening and that um, when employers can facilitate open communication and sharing within their organizations, they really win. Of course, they have to, the employers I'm talking about, they have to have ways in place to manage that input, as we talked about. 
Um, and you need to have strong leaders who know how to make a decision with multiple bits of information. But workplaces are so much more enriched when people feel heard and engaged and when people can learn from each other. I mean, you may be sitting with an idea that's, you know, one stroke away from being great, but you need some information that someone else has that you're never going to get because you didn't open your mouth and Hmm. the person never heard the idea. So I just think it is so important for employees and employers to really, uh, I hate to use the word uh, embrace because it's been used, overused, but to embrace this idea of open communication and input and the idea that, that you can get a good idea from anywhere. You know, it doesn't matter what your job title is. Everyone is capable of coming up with a good idea. And it behooves employers to believe that and accept that. And employees, too. Well, right. And I think you've made that point a couple of times that it comes from both sides of the table uh, in terms of being able to have that open communication. Uh, but I think it's a good place to wrap up there, unfortunately, as we are out of time here on Employment Notebook. We've been speaking with Crystal Spragans, a human resources consultant in Pennsylvania, talking about employees having a voice in the workplace. Crystal, thanks again for giving us your perspective today. It was a pleasure having you on. You're very welcome. Thank you. Of course, if you, the listeners, have any comments, questions, or suggestions for any of our shows, feel free to send an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later. 